Ah, mundane uh, cruise, or uh, perhaps um, funky funky T bird. Play that funky music, white boy. I'm naming adjectives with other kinds of old cars. A delicious Camry. Delicious Camry. Like know. like green apple. It's a candy green apple. A candy de- green apple Toyota Camry would be pretty fucking lit. Yeah. Well, how about a tame Impala? Wow. You like that? You like that? Are we keeping this for the pod? Is, oh, we just do we just cold open for the first we just time? Cold open. Welcome back to Brickhouse episode Ocho. I am Joseph Brennan. Yes, I'm Joseph today. Joseph today. Andrew Pissarro, as per the usual. Yeah. How how are you? We're finally in the springtime. Season one, episode eight of the pod. It's springtime. We got the windows open. We've got a heater of a new song we need to talk about. But I think, do I have to give it to him? I, you got to give it to him. We got breaking news, people. This is the. Go ahead, say. This is the. This is the final podcast we will be recording. In this at apartment. this apartment. Just, you know how to how to how to make them wait for it. The secret ha- forges in Queens is still Standing. in Queens yeah. and still secret. And to be fair. I don't know if this is a brick house. Do we have to change the name of the pod? No, never. Okay, cool. never. All right. Well, I'll bring bricks to your next house. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that'd be pretty pretty sick. We should, dude. We should just give people. We should like write brick house on bricks and just give them. That's to a people. great idea. That's for sure. We should. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, when we do our first book signings, we're we, not going to sign when books. We, when we finally get we're get around to merch, we're going to sell bricks for hundreds of dollars that say brick house on them to be fair supreme is selling a brick that says supreme on it and they're probably asking for like 300 american dollars i can i can write the word supreme on a brick and people are gonna pay for it like that just like think about that people are people are stupid not the people who listen to this podcast for sure not you're all geniuses uh definitely geniuses for sure smarter than us uh (laughs) but i would I'm not saying I wouldn't buy Supreme stuff. I, I fuck with some of the I Supreme stuff. I would if it wasn't like a million dollars for a pair of socks. I agree with that. I would, if I could afford it, I would for sure be buying. Yeah, if I had that fuck you money, I'd buy Supreme. Well, once we, once we acquire the bag, get, get some paper off this podcast, own our own apartment, run an, our own LLC, then we can just buy all the Supreme we want. It's only going to take. Open up a guacamole stand. For sure, opening up. Oh, definitely. Oh, Fuck yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's wonderful. All right, well, let's... let's. Okay. We digress. All right, we're, we're past the breaking news portion of the podcast. Yes. Uh, so, more breaking news, actually. Uh, this is the first podcast where we have the hotline available to those those fans, those listeners. You should call it. Hit them with the hotline. Oh, you wrote the number down. Yeah, I wrote that number down for <laughs> you. You can hit us up at 917-725-0616. Give it to them again. 917-725-0616. Give us your, your music business. Give us your, your rants, your qualms, your complaints, your comments. I want to know how you like your peanut butter and jelly. Like, what kind of peanut butter do you use? What kind of jelly? Are you a, are you a crunchy or a soft guy? Or, or do you cut the crusts off? Do you cut it, like, horizontally? Or do you cut it diagonally? When you get those 3 in the clock morning munchies, what do you eat? Oh, I like that. I would still put peanut butter and jelly on there. Also, have you put Nutella on your peanut butter and jelly? Oh, all the time. Oh, yeah. So one of the uh, the first was it the first the, vo- I don't know. the voicemail we got? We got a few. We got we got a few. I put the number out last night and sent it to a whole bunch of people on a Friday night. I like what was that like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, and basically told people to like have a couple of beers and call the hotline. <laughs> so uh, we got one this afternoon, and it's about it's about a new song and a new jam. It's I would say it slaps. Joe would not. But, no, I'll, I'll explain later why. But we've got we've got a voicemail from from our buddy Tom who wants to tell us 
right, well, I'm just going to let Tom do his thing. What's going on, guys? Tom here. Just calling to talk about the new Tame Impala song that came out yesterday because this is a fucking banger. I don't know if I can curse on here, so if you, not, you, you got to bleed me out. But listen, so Kevin Parker, after four years of currents, dropped this song called Patience. I mean, that's point in four years to drop a song. That's pretty good. Opens it up with, has it really been that long? Yes, Kevin, it has been that long. But it was worth the goddamn wait. This track, I've been listening to it so much. If you haven't listened to it yet, listen to it. Put on headphones because this thing is just, it's so good. The way they play with the fades kind of sounds like your ears are popping when an airplane's landing. It threw me off the first time, but I love it. Tell you guys, this song is, this is going to be one of the best albums of 2019. This one, Vampire Weekend, too. You got to just drop everything and listen as soon as they come out, whenever that may be. Just, that's all I got to say. Keep up the good work here, guys. I should have probably opened with long-time listener, first-time caller, but you know what? <laughs> that's at the door now. Anyway, have a good one. There we go. First voicemail. Well, not ever, but like first voicemail in the history of the pod. First voicemail to air on the pod. First voicemail to air on the first, pod. I got to say, thanks, Tom. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hitting us up. Appreciate the... Uh dedication and the uh i i appreciate you being a long time listener first time caller to a podcast that's put out eight episodes thank you for being alive yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for living. thanks man <laughs> all right well let's get into he said a couple things about that album i want to i want to digress with i want to break down i want to i want to get into the nitty and the gritty i'm gonna i'm gonna open up the bed i'm gonna just slide right in there okay um first of all must listen i i totally agree well you have to listen because it's I, tame impala well, exactly tame impala in my mind is like the kings of the game when it comes to alternative rock. Like, in the same way that, I don't know, I don't know who I would say was like that in the past, but they move the needle for everybody at this point. Arcade Fire, um, Radiohead. Ar- yeah. I would say Arctic Monkeys are up there, too, where, like, Arctic Monkeys put out a new single on a Friday. Everyone's going to listen yeah, to it. They were the biggest indie band for, for a while. Right. But I, I'm also saying that, like, Arctic Monkeys is, like, you listen to Arctic Monkeys regardless if you're, like, an indie fan. Like, they're... They're one of those like so hugely appreciated groups. I'm so happy to see Tim and Paula there. I so big that Complex even had a story about the new Tim and Paula. Exactly. Like I posted on Instagram yesterday at Andrew Pissarro. I'll follow us on at Brickhouse on Instagram. It's a it's a good follow. We put up some. I like to say that we're putting up some funny shit. We're we're working on it. We're we're doing our best. I chuckled. Anyways, I put it up the second that I saw Tim and Paula put music up yesterday. Like it's clear my schedule. Like it's like you call like. You call your boss, yo, I'm going to need the rest of the day off. I've got to go home and process this. There are rappers like that. Like, if Kendrick Lamar does that, yep. see, I'm out. J. Cole, see, ya, I'm out. Personally, no, 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 I wouldn't say Logic's there yet. I, Logic can wait till I get home or till the ride home. For me, Drake is like that. Tame Impala is that the equivalent of that for Alternative, I feel like, right now, which is wild when you think about how they start. Like, this, they really didn't get on the radio much until, what was it? The last album, Till Currents came yeah, out. Till, Till Currents. I mean, they were in a bunch of commercials on the previous album. You had Elephant. You had uh, well, We Only Go Backwards. And like a bunch of their stuff's been featured in TV shows, like various sitcoms but since, and since dramas. They, since they've been around, they've always been putting out like best quality stuff. I've got one of their records on. Vinyl, we we thought it was right uh, the resurrection of John Lennon. On uh, first yeah, album. the first time you showed me that, I was like, uh, John Lennon for sure alive, moved to Australia. This is fucking awesome. But I just love the fact that we're sitting here having this conversation about like an alt rock band because we are in a time frame when like For those of you that say rock and roll is dead, fuck off. I agree with that. That's for sure false. Rock is not dead. But the best band the best musical groups in the world aren't rock artists anymore. No, and that's anymore. okay. Not I'm now. not mad They're about it. They're still out there though. They're still out there. But I'm really excited that we have 
Tame Impala. I really like the track. I think it's got like a little bit of like a disco vibe, which is weird for me to say that I like it, but it's still like the classic Tame Impala that just electronic, com- psychedelic sound. I literally don't know how to describe Tame Impala other they have than, a just, sound. than just saying, well, it's, it's fucking Tame Impala. And if you don't like, if you don't know what that sounds like, literally pause this podcast, open up your musical streaming app of choice i don't care if you're an itunes guy i don't care if you're an apple music guy if you're a spotify guy you got to go listen to like three songs by by tame impala right now which i would say are oh that's tough that's a tough one i would put it's not meant to be on there okay yeah i think i'd put elephants and then i think i'd put and it's not meant to be yeah. those that, that go pause this listen to that yeah well welcome back after listening to those three songs <laughs> <laughs> so andrew loves the new track Okay, let me finish one thing. It's Friday afternoon, get home from work, crack your first beer, sitting on the front porch. Or, like, you pour yourself a nice lemonade. Or, like, it's just, like, that Friday springtime vibe where, like, you're, you know, you're outside, you're getting some melatonin, you're sitting, you're just chilling after, like, a long week. Perfect vibe for that. But then to go out. Then to go out. So, I have to say, when Currents came out, I was blown away. Like, I always loved Tame Impala, but Currents, like, there were sounds on that album that I never heard before. It blew my mind. So there was a lot of hype on my front for this this new Kevin Parker release. Honestly, I wasn't that impressed. It just sounds like generic indie music for me. Yes, the production quality is great. He's got the money to do it. He's, he's, he's a good songwriter. Don't get me wrong. I love everything he's done. But when I was in the throne today... I, I was thinking. The Man Throne? The Man Throne, yes. The Man Throne? Big, was, big, was, big fan of the Man Throne. Yeah, yeah. That's where all my best thoughts come. The Man Throne in the shower. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking, things come in cycles. And I think this is the end of the 2000s indie electronic cycle. The new Mac DeMarco, underwhelming. The new Tame Impala, underwhelming. We haven't heard the whole album yet. True. I, I, I think the album's going to destroy... Like, I think the album is going to do... His liver? I, no. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I meant his... I meant, like, commercially. I think yes. this is just going to be all over the place. I still think it's going to be good. Well, it's going to be commercial because I think the record industry knows that there's this bubble of indie music that's about to explode. And it's going to be oversaturated and it's going to sound like, you know, generic indie music. Tame Impala is still going to put out a good... Yeah, it's still going to be a good album. Piece but, of music. Yeah, but that, that's just that's my opinion. You know, yeah. things come in cycles. The thrash metal, it ended. Hair metal, it ended. Will you sixties rock? It ended. You know. Will you hand up? Admit if this new album like absolutely slaps? Yes, yes. Okay. I will. I will admit. I'll right. own up. All right, cool. If the album is actually good, but I'm going out and saying it's not going to be good. Okay, you know what is going to be really good? Tell me. Uh, so earlier this week they dropped the. Uh, the set list for the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. What would you sell to go to this? This uh... I'm already selling a kidney to go to Coachella. So I really don't know what you else. You can't afford another kidney loss. I def- for sure not. For sure can't afford. I can't afford that. But I don't know, man. Would you sell any toes? I, you're not. You're, n- you're not going to make money off toes. toes. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I. I. I already cut a kidney. I, I could take or leave a toe. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I. I would. I would work maybe a gallbladder. I'd, I'd sell. A gall I don't bladder. think a gallbladder is gonna help anyone, man. All right, but let's look at this lineup. You've got first day was. Um, there's still some really good ones, but the Killers, Miley Cyrus, Santana, Lumineers, 
Santana, who played the original Woodstock. Yeah, Santana. I, of those four, the only one I'm like for sure I'm in for is Santana. I'd go see the Killers because I was at the music festival, but I'm not like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm excited no, to see the Killers. I've seen Santana twice already. Can confirm. Fantastic. I'm not surprised. John Fogarty, who I've seen before. John Fogarty slaps. CCR, who also played at the original Woodstock. Yep. He <laughs> talked about playing at the original Woodstock when I saw him with my dad. Uh, the Zombies are playing. The Zombies. Um, Run the Jewels. The Head and the Heart. Robert Plant and the Sensational Space Shifters. Who did not play at Woodstock. Nope. Led Zeppelin did not. No. Correct. All right. But day two is where I think things pick up a little bit. Dead and Company. Grateful Dead did play Woodstock. Which... Obviously, it's John Mayer at the front. Some people really like the crazy thing about Dead and Company is people either absolutely love them or they hate them. Like there is there is no like in between. Like if you have an opinion on Dead and Company, it's either really good or really really. Bad. But everyone can confirm they're better than Fish. Yes. Sorry, Max. Sorry, Max. <laughs> uh, Chance the Rapper, who I would for sure want to see. Black Keys, who are doing a whole big tour. Um, With some, Modest Mouse. Yeah, their their single, Low High, is like the song of the NCAA tournament it's right now. It's their best song in years. Yes. But I don't like that it, that it's the song of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. It feels kind of commercial to me. But uh, David Crosby from Crosby, Stills, Nash, who also played the original. He's playing. Greta Van Fleet, Gary Clark Jr., our boy. Country Joe McDonald, who also played at the original. Okay, and then let's get to day three where you got Jay Z, which is a which is pretty fire. Like Jay Z at, at Woodstock's pretty wild. Uh, Imagine Dragons headlining is honestly a disgrace to the entire it music. Anyone who's ever made good music ever, it'll make them money. But yeah, like, but but I'm sorry. Imagine Dragons. Integrity? Imagine Dragons at Woodstock is is an insult to yeah, to, to anyone who likes good music. KG Elephant's playing. Who have a new, they have a new album coming out soon. Yep, our, our Queen Joe. Courtney's going to be there. Oh, is she playing day three? Courtney Barnett in day three. That's beautiful. Common, Vince Staples. Earl wrote, Sweatshirt. Or would all see. And then the classics, the Zombies, Canned Heat, and Hot Tuna. I know Canned Heat played the original. Hot Tuna? I think a few members might have been in the Jefferson Airplane. I'll get back to you on that for the next episode. You're definitely not going to remember that. No, I'll fine. totally look that up. Okay. All I'll right. look it up on my phone on the subway ride home. All right. Well, earlier. On Wi-Fi I don't have. <laughs> on an earlier episode of this podcast, we did a Mary fuck kill of Coachella, Bonnaroo, and Governor's Ball. I don't think it was very difficult for us to make that choice at all, which is why I want to make it harder. Mary fuck kill, Coachella, Bonnaroo, Woodstock. Add in the Gov Ball. Nah, I don't need... Go- no, go- no. I- I, okay, so you give yours and I'll give mine. You have to kill two then. No, I don't. How... You can't... All right, I'll you, give it. Yeah. I'm killing GovBall. Yep. Initially, I said I'd um, have intercourse <laughs> with Bonnaroo, <laughs> trying to clean it up. <laughs> um, and then I said I'd marry Coachella. But, you remember... Upon further review... Coachella happens early on in the year. Yeah. I believe Woodstock is in August. I'm going to divorce Coachella, <laughs> leave her on the side of the road, no prenup, oh, no prenup, she ain't getting nothing, and then I'm marrying Woodstock, Straight getting side, a nice dude. cottage in upstate New York, and living happily ever after. Wow. I, I respect that opinion. You like that curveball? It was a nice curveball. Um, if I had to marry, fuck, kill all of these, I really want to see Childish Gambino at a, at a music festival, so I'm marrying Coachella. I'm, so I'm still marrying Coachella. But Chance the Rappers at Woodstock. Eh. More of a childish, All right. more childish to All be honest. Right. Uh, but I'm I'm fucking Woodstock and I'm killing Bonnaroo. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I would. Bonnaroo has like seeing my morning jacket at Bonnaroo is for sure like on the bucket list of like musical performances I want to see. Like we're seeing my morning jacket on August 10th 
and I might not cut my hair until then. Like, like that's how. Will you shave your beard? Oh, for sure, shaving the beard. But I might just let the hair like get even wilder than that all-time classic. You're totally gonna shave your shave, cut your hair. I haven't cut it since I was back in DC. How long ago was that? Christmas. Oh, that's not that long. It's like two and a half months. It's like four months. It's April. (laughs) It's not April. It's March. It's it's literally gonna be April in like a week. Gonna be. So it's not even three yet. All right. Well, it's math. (laughs) Look at this brain. I'm not good at it. Speaking speaking of DC, uh, let's let me, we're gonna. I'm just gonna introduce this real quick. Not only did we do the first voicemail ever in the history of the podcast, we did our first phone interview in the history of the podcast. We called up one of my homies from work who I used to work with, my buddy Sandro. To uh, we chatted about a couple things. So you're we're gonna talk about that now. We're gonna bring on our very first phone interview here on Brick House. It's a big weekend for the pod. We now got the voicemail hotline number, which I don't remember right now, but you can call into that and leave us a voicemail. Um, but this interaction, Joe, regards to a very late, like three in the morning, drunk Andrew tweet. Okay. So I was at a bar and a certain song by the artist known as Redman, great artist, came on and I tweeted, threw out a tweet. And actor. Yes. In 2019, I want to listen to more Redman. And my homie Sandro, at only Sandro on Twitter and everything, replied with, Redman's on the list of five people that I want to buy a cup of coffee. So. Sandro, why why Redman and the other five people that you want to buy a cup of coffee for? Why not a beer? Like why why a coffee? Do you want to you want to break this down for me? Yeah, sure. Uh, actually, I think the timing of your tweet was perfect because it was literally the same day I put out this little blog post at onlysandro.com. I'm a coffee drinker, right? I'm not big in drinking alcohol. I you know, I'll go out with my boys, you know, I'll obviously go to the bar, but like I'm I drink coffee as like my main drink. And so one day I was thinking, there's a lot of people I don't know, but I'd like to know. And Redman is one of them. I mean, he's from New Jersey. He's a great artist. Uh, literally every song I hear from Redman, I like. I've never really followed him until, you know, I started listening to like Pandora and Spotify more. And so that that's kind of where this list came from. It was just five random people that I just enjoyed following on social media or whatever their main thing is, you know, red man is music. You know, I have a couple of actors and comedians on the list. So that that's really where it came from. I just wanted to meet these people and, and me buy them a cup of coffee. Uh, what's the rest of the list. If you, if you remember it off the top of your head so that I don't have to go look it up on, on your blog right now. <laughs> yeah, sure. So red man's number five. I have uh, Tig Nataro, who's a stand-up comedian. She's been on the office. She's pretty funny. John Tortoro, that he's he's literally the, an actor that you've seen in movies. You might not know who he is by name, but he's he's been everywhere. Like um, he's been in like half of Adam Sandler's movies. He's great. Oh, Dan- then I'm in for this. Daniel Norris is on the list. He's the baseball player who used to live in a van. I figured he had to be on my list because I originally started my blog because of uh, my experience living in a van for about nine months. So as an athlete, me working in sports radio and living in a van, he had to be on it. And number one is Matt Pinfield. He's a guy that works at, in radio, someone that I looked up to, I used to listen to. I was actually supposed to meet him um, at, at some point, but uh, it, it kind of fell through and I'm still trying to meet him. So I figured if I put him at number one, maybe he'll hit me up. Well, maybe this podcast can give you that this kind of exposure. It, it won't. We, not yet, but eventually. Maybe. I would say Matt Pinfield has one of the uh, the top five nicest bald heads. 
Oh yeah, he's in your he's in your top five. He's in my top five bald heads. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's a future top five for the podcast. Just want to let you know, uh, Sandra, you went across the country. What was? I believe you biked across the entire United States. Am I correct here? I rode a bicycle from New Jersey to San Francisco, California. I mean, it, it's hard for me to put into words because there was so much that happened. But... What was like the weirdest thing that happened? All right, so in. Colorado, I think I had altitude sickness. So it was me and my buddy. We we were in Colorado. Uh, we just left Denver. I left my tent poles in Denver, so I had no tent. So me and my buddy, we shared a tent for the night. And while we were sleeping, there was definitely like an animal outside of our tent. We were just kind of on the side of the road. And we were just so tired and, and kind of sick of the trip a little bit that – the next morning when we woke up, I kind of said to my buddy, like, hey, did you hear, like, that animal? He's like, yeah, I didn't move. I was okay with him just, like, mauling us and killing us. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> and, and that's literally how we started our day. We were just kind of, like, we're, we're so tired and kind of sick of the trip a little bit that we were just okay if, like, a bear just, like, attacked us. Did you do any prep work for this this bike? Yeah, I watched some YouTube videos and then I bought a bicycle <laughs> and some camping gear. That's perfect. That's amazing. That is the best answer we're gonna get on this whole thing. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't own a bicycle before the trip, and I ended up returning the bicycle I bought for a full refund at the end of the trip. That's baller. Did you change the tubes on the tire? I got my first flat tire in Utah, and then a little bit after that, I I had already decided I was gonna return the bicycle, so I figured. If I put new tires on the bike and then by the time I return it, I would be able to like explain, hey, I rode this around for a little bit. I've only owned it for three months. Not a big fan of this bicycle anymore. Can you take can I return it? And they they were okay with it. Only so took it for a few thousand miles. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been compared to Forrest Gump? In particular, when I sh- told Joe you were coming on the show, he goes, oh, he's got a beard and he like went across the country just like Forrest Gump. So like he w- that was the first thing that popped into his head. So we had to ask. Yeah, I mean, I am wearing my Bubba Gump hat right now. So in a way, I guess I, I have been compared to him. I did run a half marathon dressed as Forrest Gump. Um, there, there has been a lot of talk about me and Forrest Gump. <laughs> Where, where in terms of movie soundtracks does Forrest Gump come in for you? So, I mean, it's one of the top movie soundtracks. I'll be honest. I don't remember what is Freebird in that movie at one point. I, I don't remember any of the songs from the movie, but I, I have a buddy who, growing up, me and him used to talk about how every song on that in that movie soundtrack was just, you know, one of the best. So it, it's definitely up there. That was like our first top five on the whole podcast that we did was movie soundtracks. And I think I think it was on both of our honorable mentions. I just I got it in front of me right here. You've got uh, some Elvis. You've got Bob Dylan. Bob, Yeah, you've got Buffalo uh, Springfield. Fortunate Son by Credence. Dwayne Eddy and Elvis Presley. Respect by Aretha Franklin. Classics. California Dreamin'. Oh, man, this is this is real good. The Doors. Yeah, those are all classic artists and songs. They're all iconic. I'm just happy that people, uh, a lot of people enjoy that movie and they compare me to Forrest Gump, which I'm hoping means that I am someone that people enjoy. So, in so, good company there. So this is a, ideally a music podcast, so we tend to ask music questions uh, to our guests. So if you had one day left to live, if uh, the angel of death said, tomorrow's the day, um, what is the last album or song or artist that you would listen to? Man, this this is a tough one because I literally listen to everything. Like yet yesterday, I had just like 
a funk mix going on. And then I went to like listen to Tool. And then I went to like a Britney Spears for her first album all in like a 50 minute span. Um, I would have to say The Who. The probably any any Who album. If he was like, if he's like, hey, here's a Who album, I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm down. Cool. Oh, that's a good answer. That's not one. That's not an answer I was expecting. All right. This is so. The, these are our last two questions. That was, that was one, and this is the other one. These are the two staples of the Brickhouse podcast. Anyone that calls in, uh, anyone that we interview, we're going to ask these questions. Mary fuck kill, pancakes, French toast, or waffles. The breakfast edition. Thoughts. Okay. Mary pancakes. Okay. Fuck French toast. Kill waffles. Yeah, that's that's the general consensus we've come to is most people either marry, marry or fuck pancakes, marry or fuck French toast. One hundred percent of people are killing waffles. So but, Le- Leslie Nope, not a fan of this podcast, but I mean, it is what it is. But the thing is, like for me, like I'd say out of all three of them, I I probably eat waffles more often. Same. Than, and I eat French toast the least out of all. Of them. Like I'll never order French toast. Oh, I order French toast big time. I'm big. big. I never. Big I French never do, guy. but I think I'm so sick of it that it's like waffles. I'm so sick of waffles that it's like, all right, I'm 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 done with you. I don't need you anymore. I've already had you. I'll have a one-night stand with some some French toast. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. you know, oh, I'll, I'll marry pan- – I mean that's a staple. Whenever there's nothing to eat in the house, it's like, all right, I'll whip up some pancakes real quick. I, I respect this. My thing with waffles is I have them probably the most because they're the one that like when you throw it in the freezer and then you throw it in the toaster oven is the best for like the quick morning like – I can grab the like ten waffles out of the the grocery store and then like be done with it. But so totally I, agree with that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like of the three of those, the frozen pre prepared option waffles are king. My complaint is you can't spread the butter on a waffle. Like you have like a few pockets with like just clumps of butter, and the rest. I kind of like that though. Nah, I like an even spread of butter. But it's got to be the right amount of fluff for the, for a good waffle. But like you know what I mean. And if you fuck that up, then it's not good. And then it's like. There's nothing worse than an overcooked waffle. The only time I'll fuck with a waffle is when there's ice cream on top of it. Ooh, I, I'm in for that. All right, now I'm getting hungry. But that's the dessert edition. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, Sandro, thanks for popping on with us. Thanks for making a very drunk late-night Twitter interaction become a real thing. So uh, follow him on, on all of the social medias at, San, at OnlySandro. Uh, he's, a, he's a funny he's, – he's a good follow on Twitter. There's, there's some good anecdotes, and his Instagram is uh, – it makes me think, which – I need more of in my life. So thanks, buddy. I appreciate that because I don't do much thinking, so I'm happy that I'm getting other people to think. That's that's really great. That's, and, what, uh, that's what make the world go around, man. Exactly. Anytime, guys. Anytime you want me to come on, next time I come up with the top five coffee list, I'll definitely stop by. And, you know, if you ever need someone to talk to about, I don't know, quitting your job and riding a random object across the country, I'm your man. I mean, next time we should discuss and do skateboards because I'm all in for that. Let's do it. Thanks so much. All right. Later, guys. All right. So much love to the homie, Sandro, coming on the pod. He was fun, wasn't he? It was, it was, he was, that was a good interview. Quality first interview. It was, a good, it was a good chat. For sure, next interview. Well, it's technically our second interview. Third. Third? JoJo. Oh, shit. You're right. All right, cool. We're definitely doing better with this podcast than I thought we were. <laughs> uh, it's, that port, it's that time of the, in, the, in the podcast show where we got to talk about the new jams. Well, we've been talking about new jams the entire time, but like, well, yeah, but uh, the new music that really uh, rustled my jimmies this past week. I forget that you say rustle my jimmies. Rustle, rustle my jimmies. Yeah, I, I like a good uh, Jimmy rustling. <laughs> um, the new Flume mixtape dropped yesterday or the day before, 
and it is it is beautiful. It is so. Is it, is it the hot fire? It's hot fire. It's honestly, you could put it on in any situation. You're making eggs. You're going to a party. You're you're pregaming. You're coming home from from uh, work on Friday. You're you're driving anything. I wouldn't put it on for for my grandmother, but that that's the only that's the only exception. But really good. I recommend the track he does with JPEG Mafia. Your boy from DC released a new track. He has a new album coming out, right? You mean Maryland? Maryland, whatever. Yeah, Logic put out a new track called The Confessions of a Dangerous Man, and it's got the same cover art as the last track that he put out, and I gotta say, I like this one a lot better than the first one. Yeah, it, it's it's very introspective. It's very, like, Friday, Saturday, or, like, Thursday. It's, like, chill music. It's not, like, a slap. It's just... But it's, like, it slaps as chill music, if that make Does that... Do you understand the breakdown? It's like a nice brisk slap, like like a cold lemonade. It's a yeah. I don't know, man. It's whatever it delivers. I like it. I I really, I really, I kind of got He's lost. Great with his adjectives. I got lost in the journey, and we we journeyed together, man. Uh, <laughs> but nah, that that came out. Um, I liked it a lot. I, like I said, it's probably not like your way to work stuff, but it's like if you have like a chill, creative five minute go get coffee in the afternoon, I feel like it would. Rustle some jimmies in your brain for the last hour of work. Or my jimmies aren't in my brain. Oh, they're not? No. You, you don't have brain jimmies. No, that's where I... Never mind. <laughs> A topic for another time. Um, another three albums, songs, EP that came out. Coffee with a K. K-O-F-F-E-E. That's the most like Long Island spelling of coffee. Coffee. Unless, it, K-A-W-F-E would be better. But. Yeah, true. Well, she's not even from Long Island. She's not from America. She's Jamaican. She released this uh, EP called Rapture, and I highly recommend it. It's got like that Jamaican flavor with like like beautiful like pounding bass and drums. It's, for it's, a while there, you were getting me hungry, but that's cool. Moving on, I could go for some jerk chicken right now. Oh, okay. Low Life. There's this uh, punk band based out of Sydney, Australia. It's like like we said earlier, rock and roll is not dead. If you need a good early two thousands like punk fix, not like not like Ramones punk, but like. Uh, what are you thinking? Like a, I don't know, like a vibe and funk, or punk, whatever. Check it out. The the, <laughs> the name of the album is Downer Eden, and it's by Low Life. Really good. And then our boy Schoolboy Q released a new song, Num Num Juice, and I like it. It's yeah, that, that, that that's a banger. That's a banger. That's yeah. a like that's a banger. That's a that's, you put that on at a party or that's your you know we're coming up we're coming up on those on those Saturday those, jams. those those Saturday cookouts where you wake up and you say to your buddy. Trying to trying to girl today, and then you next thing you know, there's like thirty people at your place, and you're just you're just schooling out. Yeah, um, uh, there are a couple other things we got we we want to bring up. Pup, we're a big fan of this band, Canadian punk band. Um, we got them back when we were on the radio. Yeah, back back in the, back in the Scranton days. That first album, their pup, not a bad song. No, the whole thing is just like crunchy. It, Honestly, if you're like 30 minutes late to work and trying to make up time, that is, I'm putting that on in the car and driving incredibly unsafe. But uh, it is, it's a great skate. Only album. five miles over the speed. Only five, for sure, only five. Definitely didn't hit 85 ever. Um, it's a great skate album. The new album? No, the, the original the first, first yeah. one. But yeah, so then their second album, uh, very good too. But now they're putting out stuff for the third album. I mean, this is a punk band that went so hard that the lead singer had to take time off because he was like going to like lose. He loses his voice. He had like, vocal cord surgery. He literally had vocal cord surgery, and they were like, uh, yeah, 
yeah, but they go hard. He's not like a screamer guy. Like he is a screamer, he's, but he's not he, like, like yelps. Yeah, he's not like emo scream. It's like it fits the music appropriately. I would say. Um, but yeah, they put out a couple tracks, and honestly, I wasn't feeling them. I I'm a little. I was expecting a little more progression. Like honestly, it sounds better than anything that they've ever done. It's a little more refined, which is almost. It's cool because you've seen these kids get out of the garage and make finally make music at like the right kind of studio, but they, I feel like they've lost that authenticity from the garage that made them like the group that I was paying attention to, if that makes sense. And like the like the subject matter in the in the songs didn't get better. I'd imagine it's the same feeling of like if you're a father and you have like a kid and he's he's doing great, and then all of a sudden you start saying yeet. And you're like, what the hell is this but kid saying? They're for sure not saying heat on these albums. No, but well, I'm, we can't confirm. We haven't listened to the whole album. True. Yeah. How why? All right, I would have mad respect for 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 Pup if they put out a song that had heat in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, Yeet Rock. I feel like I feel like I'd listen to it. I, yeah, I would. I would be like, all right, cool. They tried something different. I don't see them trying something different, and that's why I was like, eh. New track two, uh, we got King James from our boy Anderson Pac. True, uh, good track, good solid solid dance track for for you know a for dance party. Yeah. He could come on at like a party; it would be a good time. It's not his like best, but it's good. It's solid. It's 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 a solid Anderson Pac. I could listen to it. Yeah, we have to have a quick remembrance. Last weekend, we lost uh, one of the best guitarists to grace this earth, uh, Dick Dale. Dick Dale and the Deltones. He is the creator of surf guitar. Um, without him, there wouldn't be a Jimi Hendrix. There wouldn't be a Jimmy Page. There wouldn't be a Kurt Cobain. He, uh, he, he's the one of the original innovators of guitar. Leo Fender even made him a personal guitar back when they started out, back when Fender was just starting. Um, so what's his most famous? Miserloo. If you've seen Pulp Fiction or if you know that crappy uh, Black Eyed Peas song that rips off the... <laughs> That samples the, the song. It's the one that goes ding da ding ding da ding ding ding. Well, they're listening to the oh, yeah, riff yeah, right, right now. here. You don't have to listen yeah. to me. Did a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> and then it goes that huh, huh, ha. Yeah. Um. Oh, first of all, great guitarist. R.I.P. in peace. He was a lefty and he played a right hand guitar upside down. That's what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally don't even know what those words. Mean. He was a left hander, so okay. he needed a left hand guitar, but he was too poor. So he played a right-handed guitar upside down. Okay. Didn't Jimi Hendrix do something similar yeah, for a yeah, while? Yeah, he did. Yeah? yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the coolest thing about his music, he said when he wrote his surf guitar music, he wanted it to sound like waves crashing into him when like he like bailed on his surfboard. And when you think about it, that's what his guitar sounds like. It does. It really does. I mean, also, he defined surf rock, which is... A fucking awesome part of rock and roll he created some like, rock. yeah like i can't imagine be a beach boys without him oh i wish they all could be californian <laughs> so all right i'm definitely gonna, yeah that yeah wow all right the people gotta know joe where are we at in thrones i'm up to date you're up to date wow i finished i'm really proud of you you wasted a lot of potential time to be doing something productive and committed to watching seven seasons of Game of Thrones. In like a month and a half. In, in a month. Congratulations. You're officially a binger. 
Like, the, it's, I can't say I'm proud of it, oh, but I'm not upset that I had no laugh <laughs> the past month and a half. Uh, like, I mean, but to be fair, you did it at the right time. You did it in the winter. It wasn't. It wasn't. And it was, I only have like two and a half weeks till the exactly. This is a perfect time. T- perfect time to be doing it. Um, we've done. We've. Got, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to spoil things, but I, I want to. Who do you hate the most? Who do I hate the most? Or did you hate the most? That could be living dead based well, on the end of the season. I hated. Jo- I hate. Joffrey. Joffrey is the worst. Um, give me a power ranking. Give me a well, one, two, three, four, five power right. ranking. I'd say Cersei is okay. my number one hatred. Ramsey is number two, and Joffrey's number three. Okay, cool. I love it. Who's your like ride or die character? My ride or die, uh, Hodor. Okay, Hodor. Still Hodor. Yeah, that was a lot. That was I'm always team Hodor. Always team Hodor. Anybody else you're swearing allegiance to? Uh, who, who are you bending the knee to? John Snow. He's, John he's Snow. just he's the homie. He's the man. He's the homie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I've been watching Breaking Bad. I'm enjoying it. Just crushing the option that I can download Netflix to my phone and then bring it and watch it on the train and then watch it on the train home. That is the powerest of power movies. Yeah. Well, between that and having now I have a portable charger for my cell phone. I feel like I've I feel like I'm a fully operational Death Star. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. Yeah, man, it's it's a wild it's a wild move. But I have to say, Breaking Bad's good. There are shows that I've in, enjoyed that are better than it. There's no character who I feel like I'm rooting for at any time in the show, and I kind of need that. I feel that way about The Sopranos at times too. But like, you're still kind of rooting for Tony, or at times you're rooting for Chris, or like, there are, there are people that you're like, I fuck with this guy, or I don't fuck with that guy. And my whole thing with Breaking Bad is I don't fuck with anybody. <laughs> but, like, the show is good. It's a good story. I just kind of fucking hate all the characters. Yeah, I don't I don't really... Uh, I, I can't see myself supporting meth dealers. I can't... It, and just making meth... I don't know. I'm doing this for everyone else who's been like, you like good TV. Why are you not watching this? This one's for you guys. This isn't even for me. I'm doing this for... I'm honestly surprised you've never seen it. Yeah, me too. Because I'm a big AMC guy, because I, I loved Mad Men. There's a couple other songs. Were show. you a Walking Dead guy? I gave up on it after season two. It was just too much. It was too graphic. Too, like... You were having nightmares, to be honest. I'm not going to say I had them, <laughs> but I'm not going to say I didn't have them. But, I mean, speaking of, of Game of Thrones... You heard it here. Andrew wet the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> Speaking of Game of Thrones, we gotta go talk to. We gotta talk about some blood. Uh, blood of my blood. That's that's what it's called. I think that's right? the proper terminology. That's a, we're in the same house, same clan. Is it bad that my sixteen-year-old brother listens to our podcast? No, I think it builds character. I just i i'm a little worried about the age the age part of it, but uh, yeah. So he called in and had a pretty funny question for us. All right, hi Andrew and and Joey. All right, PJ. So I'm wondering. What's your favorite genres, top five genres in all of music? And uh, second question, does Clapton equal God? Shout out, shout out to, is he, he's taller than me now, so is he Big T? Or is I he didn't still recognize his tea? voice, honestly. Yeah, you haven't seen him in yeah, a minute. Your, your voice got deep, Tom. <laughs> um, is he Big T or Little T? Because he's still my younger brother. But no, he's, bigger he's than Little T. He's, he's, yeah. Yeah, so, little, sorry, Tom. As tall as you get, you're still going to be Little T. That, nothing us. wrong with that. There's nothing you know? wrong. There's nothing, nothing wrong. wrong. First of all, let's let's address the second part. I'm not going to say Clapton is God because Jimi Hendrix obviously better. Yes. Um, but I do respect the fact that in the 1960s in London, people used to spray paint Eric Clapton is God, or Clapton is God. 
Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, in wow. like the, the underground. It's actually in the Jimi Hendrix movie. There's like a, a scene where it's like Clapton equals God. Wow. In the 60s, yeah. You what, stumped me on something. Yeah. That's well, impressive. Every now and then I get one. <laughs> um, but to your first question, that's that's honestly a, a great question, Thomas. We're, yeah, we, we, we're going we're gonna to break this down. We're going to dissect it. I know what my number one is. I'm going to take a guess. Okay. Your number one is grunge. Uh, well, 90s, 90s alt-rock. Okay. Because uh, we're all over the place for me there. Yeah, I mean, true. From, from like the grunge with Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. Yeah, she called me from the, the Also that. Uh, we got Sublime and the whole, like, uh, I love Ska. You, you got, got Jumper and no, uh, Semi-Charm. No light. Doubt putting Gwen Stefani being my, all t- like my all-time. Yeah, you Gwen got Stefani, it. No Doubt, is like my Insane. all-time favorite. You got Backstreet Boys. No, that was 2000s. That it. was 2000s. That was 96, bro. But that was, okay, that's not 90s Spears. alt rock, though. That's not 90s <laughs> alt rock. I'm, I'm just being an ass. <laughs> but no, you still got Smashing Pumpkins. The Pixies put out some good tracks in the 90s. Um, you've got Pavement. You got Pearl Weezer. Jam, Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Foo Fighters. 90s, 90s alt rock is always going to be my shit. Mm-hmm. What about, what's, what's up there, number one for you? So, number one, it's got to be. Like that early two thousands, like Brooklyn indie scene with like the Yeah Yeah Yeahs with uh, TV on the radio. Uh, yeah Yeahs are from New York, but it it bleeds, mm-hmm. you know, over the the East East River. Yeah, over the East River. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV on the radio. Uh, real estate had a, a big a big to do in the Brooklyn scene early on. Uh, Deer Hunter, like all those bands, top top tier bands. What about a uh, band of horses? Wasn't that wasn't there? No, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were okay. Brooklyn. No, okay. All right, so my number two. This is tough because there's a genre that's pushing hard at this spot, but I still got to go seventies hard rock. Okay, I still got to go seventies hard rock. Zeppelin, Zeppelin, Kiss. I wouldn't have put Kiss second, no. but <laughs> Deep Purple. I mean, you start. You still. You still get the Rolling Stones putting out great, great tracks. Good. They've still got some good stuff in the seventies. I mean, in the seventies, they went um, disco with Miss You and. I love Miss You. <laughs> it's a great song, but um, Steve Miller you Band. You have to say the Stones' best music was in the '60s during the British Invasion. I, I have to look. I'd have to look at the albums, um, but I mean, no, it's still '70s. You've got Tom Petty's putting out good stuff. Got Credence is still around doing shit, um, but I mean, obviously the Zeppelin. Like, just that's really all that needed to be said. Mm-hmm. My number two. It's a tough one. It's a really tough one because I, I I listen to so much, but I'd have to say Motown. I fuck with that answer, Motown, because the the way that they wrote the songs, it's like it they they designed it so you'd be hooked and like it's it's infectious. I think Barry Gordy said if the song doesn't catch you within the first like ten seconds, scrap it, and it makes sense. The bass lines, the the backup singers, the the pianos, everything is just, it's just perfect. Uh, there was a radio show I used to work on that did Motown Wednesdays, and it's like my it was my favorite day to work the show because you just get to play it slapper after slapper. And like the other thing too is there's nothing like being out with a group of people who like Motown because people get down to it. Like it's like people get excited to sing it, and it's it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna go my number three '90s hip hop. I can't pick New York or or Cali or LA. Like it's very tough. Also, you've got AT Aliens, which very good good mm-hmm. album from the nineties. Yeah, the South, the South had a lot of good nineties music too. Uh, I mean, Tribe, Biggie, Biggie, Tupac, Big L, Big L, Gangstar, Nas, Jay Z's early stuff. 
Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. The Beastie Boys. Even though they were in the 80s, they still put out quality music in the 90s. In the 90s. Yeah. When did um, License to Ill come? Or License to Ill was 86? 86, yeah. So I, but I think Ill Communication... Paul's Boutique was 89, I think. Yeah, and I think Ill Communication was after that, and that's yeah, like that Sabotage, yeah, and like that's when they were like hanging out with like... Hell and Nasty in 98, and then oh, there was yeah. one more, Check Your Head. Check Your Head, which is... 90, the, the, 92 or 93. The album artwork for Check Your Head by the Beastie Boys is like one of my all-time favorites, because it's literally the three of them sitting on like a street, and it's in black and white. Like, I've looked for that as like a poster or like a I've piece had of art. Yeah, it's a flames pick. Like, and the other thing, too, is if you got it framed right, it would look like a legit, like, it's a great photograph. It looks really cool. What's your number three? After after my number two, it, the last three are going to be in no particular order. Okay. I'm going to have 60s uh, psychedelic. Yeah. Psychedelic. That's rock. my four. The Doors, like, when the Beatles got psychedelic. Jimmy. Jimmy, like, it's, to me, that's some of the best music out there. Like, they, they it still had this new breath. Because like rock was still, still it was still pretty new, you know. Did rock bursted on the scene in fifty five, fifty six with rockabilly and Elvis, and then Chuck Berry. But then they they took it and just put their own twist on, you know, with the British invasion and whatnot. So psychedelic rock, definitely in my top five. Okay, so that's your three. I told my that's my four. What's your four? My four. I'm gonna say. Probably 80s, 80s rap. 80s rap? 80s rap, yeah. So Beastie? Beastie, Eric B and Rakim. Uh, you have school, um, Big Daddy Kane. You have MC, MC Light. You have LL Cool J. Like, all those, like, early, early rappers, fantastic. And, like, like I said, it's, like, the first of, the first of it. So there's this excitement around it. There's a breath of fresh air. Hmm. That's that's a bold pick. Yeah. That's a really bold pick. Um Number five. Number five sir. is tough. Cause now I'm like I've kind of covered a lot of my bases with I kinda cheated a little bit by by saying nineties alternative. Yeah, nineties yeah, alternative. I'm not opposed to putting Motown at five. I like, think it's a good I don't, like, I'm not opposed to that. Motown as a genre just was perfect. Um, I'm quite partial to that, like, some of the early 2000, like, mixtapes, like, the underground shit. We're talking, like, early Mac Miller, early J. Cole, like, all that, all the, like, when you had to go on Datpiff and download it. The like, early Drake. Yeah, the early Drake. The early Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, I mean... I'm still gonna say Motown. I think Motown's. I think Motown would take yeah. take any of those. I don't know if we answered this question right. Did we? We kind of did musical eras, not like genres. No, genres. Motown's a genre. genre. I would consider grunge a genre. Grunge is a genre. Um, like obviously you could say rock, but like there's yeah. anything. Like, can yeah, be 70s hard rock yeah. is, and like 70s hard rock and 60s psychedelic is like for sure like yeah psych rock. That's a genre. Yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't go in depth and say like you know Viking metal jazz. You know what? I'm surprised didn't make it for me. And actually, no, I'll put the... I think it's more important to me than Motown. I'll put the, like... No, it's still Motown, but honorable mention, Melodic Hardcore. Ooh. We didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's that's tough. Like, See, I was going to say late 50s, early 60s jazz, 
for you that makes sense, but I think but you not putting when a I lot think of about it, a lot of hardcore, hardcore emo hardcore emo, you know that was that was so influential for you. Yeah, it was a big part of my life. Yeah, sorry, jazz. I got I got to go with. You're gonna drop jazz. I'm gonna drop jazz to number six. Okay. Yeah. Important. All right. Well, there you go. There's our top five. It's been real. Thanks for listening. Catch you on episode nine where we have our boy Tom Cassess come on and he's going to talk about his new movie, which is being picked up by all the film festivals. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We don't have a Twitter. Just Instagram, at Pod, no C. And check Spotify for the playlist. Leave a review and... And call us at 917-725-0616.